Hey guys, Alexa Curtis here, and you're listening to This Is Life Unfiltered, my weekly podcast on living life unfiltered, being fearless, and getting out of your comfort zone. So I've told a few of you on the podcast and on my social media, if you don't follow me on social media, make sure to at at Alexa underscore Curtis. But I've talked a little bit about how I used to act when I was younger, and now I've actually been wanting to go into more acting as I've gotten older, and I feel like so much of what I do is acting sometimes or being in front of the camera. So I've had a few different actresses on this podcast, but I've never had anyone who's been in major motion picture type, um, I guess, shows, activities. So today I've got Jennifer Chun Garcia. She's a Canadian, originally from Canada, actress. She started as a dancer and she successfully landed many, many, many roles in so many different uh, movies and shows across the board. Most recently, she is going to be starring in Van Helsing, which is returning for its fourth season on September 27th. So probably by the time this episode airs, it will have come back. So check that out. Um, And before I get into this episode, make sure to follow This Is Life on social media at at T-I-L-U podcast. And Jen stopped by. She's only in LA for a few days from Canada. And I'm really excited to ask her everything that you guys want to know about breaking into entertainment and also what she's done to really set herself apart in the industry. So thank you so much for coming by. Thank you so much for having me. Well, take us back to the beginning because you've had an incredible career and I feel like you're just hitting like this big break now um, in terms of being really recognized. People are seeing you everywhere. So how did you get into this? Um, I, well, I was always a little bit of a ham growing up and always performing and, and forcing my family members, so sorry guys, for always uh, having to watch my performances. And um, I used to be, you know, like create my little uh, movie bills and stuff like that and post it around the house. So I was always in love with the idea of it, but never really, it wasn't ever a conversation, the arts, in in terms of being something that, you know, you can actually do. I mean, my parents um, were both immigrants, my father's from Korea, my mom's from Mexico, and, you know, they worked so hard to give us our future. So the idea of like, hey, I'm going to go be an actress, they were like, you're crazy. Like, no, that's a hard no. And, um, like, both of my siblings are lawyers, and, and it was a very, like, please go to school, get your education, and do that, which I tried, but I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I had to, I had to make that So what did choice. you say to your parents when you knew that you didn't want to follow the traditional, like, go to college and work a nine-to-five job? I said all that, I felt like the first step was saying it, and that was, you know, when you're in your teens and early 20s, and then it just became a, actually... It. I'm just going to do it, and they're not going to really have a choice. And that's kind of what it ended up being. Like, if you just, if you feel the calling or you want to do something that's outside of the box, just go do it and talk about it later. That's a good point because a lot of people nowadays expect that they're going to wake up and they kind of are upset. Like, everyone's obsessed with that word hustle, and everyone mm-hmm. thinks that they just wake up and they're going to have it. And mm-hmm. it seems like you had it, and I kind of had it when I was younger, but not necessarily like that hustle, but just that drive, and especially to work in entertainment. But for somebody who's listening and is like, am I waking up today and today's the day, like I feel the hustle or I feel that drive, how did you explain it when you knew that this is the path you wanted to follow? Because nothing else made sense. And no matter what I was doing to try and fill that void, it wasn't being filled or met. And I wasn't made to do anything else but entertain and that's now what I'm doing. And I tried the other routes and it was always failing. My heart wasn't in it and I was depressed and, you know, completely unhappy 
because I didn't fit into that mold. I've never fit into a mold, but this was the only thing. It was just like the only option. And it took me longer to really stand up for that. And I think that's always the thing. I think when you feel that you are not a nine to five or you're not in that society, that the, uh, the box that society's trying to put you in, you then start, you know, you fall into all this other depression and all this other things. And then you realize you just have to do it and stop listening because everyone's going to tell you can't. And, you know, average is going to always be there. So might as well just try and do something else. I like that. Uh, So going back to your childhood, you said that both of your parents are immigrants. Yes. Do you think that played a role in who you are today growing up? Definitely. Definitely. And if so, how? Um, well, in every way, I mean, the, the manner, everything that they had, they worked really hard for. So I knew that if I wanted anything, going to have to work. And none of them are in acting. None of your family. No. no. So <laughs> was there one moment where you felt like you really had to prove yourself or that I you had? I still feel like I have to prove myself. Hmm. You know, I still feel like I've set a bar and a goal and every day I'm just trying to get closer to closer to it but I mean I'm a human so it some days you feel like okay I'm on it and then other days you're like (laughs) no it's it's always hard and it never even gets easier especially entertainment it never stops I want to go into more with you so so did you go to college or no I did some post-secondary I went to PCIT is that what is that it's like a tech Ah, okay. And and did you go for acting or? No, No, I actually uh, was studying medical terminology because I was going to work um, as basically like a a nurse's assistant. And what? How did you switch? Now you're a successful (laughs) actress. What? What happened? Um, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy at all. And there was a period of my time where everything fell apart. It was. My family life was hard, my romantic life was hard, and, you know, the stuff that humans go through. That's not an original story, but I was at that point in my life, and, you know, I was going to school, and I was had the plan, okay, and then I decided, no, I, I, I'm more artistic than that, so then I decided to be, like, get into styling and personal shopping, and then I went that route, and still, like, I just wasn't fulfilled, and I had a tall glass of vodka, sitting in my apartment, and I saw a circus in the far distance, and I was just like, yeah, that's where I'm going. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. So do you kind of agree then that the trajectory, I think when people focus too much on like what they expect it to be, did you expect like you were going to get out of medical school and become, that was the industry you are going to work in? I don't even really know what I expected. I just knew that you have to make that decision and you have to not look at all the reasons not to and and all the no's and like everyone will always, like I said earlier like everyone will always tell you why you shouldn't do it mm-hmm. and it's very very um obvious why you know making a career choice in acting is like a bad idea because there's so many different people and there's so you know all the politics and all of that but you can't listen to that and if it's really about acting, acting itself, the art, you can do that anywhere and you can hone into it, you know, join a theater group, do those things, like get into why you like it. And then, you know, the fame and all that other stuff, it really kind of chooses you in, in a way, you know. 
So some of your credits have been Lucifer. I'm obsessed with Lucifer oh, yeah. and Supernatural. So those are huge. Those are huge. And everyone knows who, like what those shows are. So, so tell me what the moment was for you when you left school and then how did you really break into acting? Like, how did you manage to get yourself even placed on Lucifer? Because everyone's always scared of taking the plunge because they're so scared that they're never like there's everyone out there wants to be an actress. Everyone out there wants to be a model. Like what did you do? What's the first step you did to really set yourself apart? Well, the thing is I'm, I'm very tall and, um, there's not a whole lot of extremely Mm -hmm. tall Mexican Koreans out there. (laughs) I mean, if you are, holla. Um, but, um, so I think that alone kind of set me apart. It was something that I couldn't really of handle, course, you yeah. know, or I, I didn't construct. I was trying so hard to fit in and to be what I thought that the casting directors were looking at. And as soon as I kind of made that another, that you get to, the, again, you know, another part into your life where you realize someone else, even within what you're doing, is telling you how you should be doing it and how you should be. And when you stop listening to that is when I think people end up responding because you're not looking for that approval. You're just owning what it is, how else you were, you know, how you were created and and go and do that. But to go back to your question, I I mean, I didn't have a mom and dad in the industry. I, I didn't have any of that. So it was just old school auditions and hustling and, you know, just being there. Did you ever have a time where, you, when you were growing up, especially? I mean, you are literally strikingly stunning, and you guys, she, you are so tall. Like I can't <laughs> even explain how tall actually are you. I'm actually six feet. You're like insanely tall, which is amazing. Um, and I know you also modeled. You mentioned too, which makes sense. But did you have times when you were growing up where you were like, I'm never gonna be one of those like rich white kids that come from all those connections. Like, how am I gonna compare my like not compare myself, but like, how are you gonna basically beat them when it comes to talent because they come from all the connections and they come from all of the wealth. Did you ever have moments of self-doubt? I mean, I think that's still relevant to my life because, I mean, you know, I'm very happy with where I've gotten so far and a lot of it is luck and then talent and, you know, being the right place at the right time and things like that, you you know, along with working hard and and staying focused. But um, I still feel like that's still something that I'm in the middle of, of doing and there's still that, you know idea of what you're again of what you're supposed to be or how you're supposed to look like and it's really exciting now to see how things are changing and they're trying to rewrite history in a sense now you know changing the story of Aladdin and you know the little mermaid and they're trying to kind of which I see that see that and it, it really means a lot because little girls little boys they need to see different options that goes right into my next question obviously with me too, and you're an actress, and you're right in the bulk of Hollywood. They're doing all of these, I think they're going in the right direction, but there's still so many things that need to be changed. So is there kind of one thing, maybe from your past experiences, say in the past three months or four months, that you've had a moment where you're like, this is what really needs to change now? I think what it is, is um, right now we're in a really interesting time where, you know, we're calling it a movement, and I really hope we can get out of it just being a movement and it being the way it is. And it's um, a really sensitive time now, especially for diversity and um, female empowerment, that it's not a hashtag, but it's actually true, you know? 
and you see there are some shows that still kind of exploit that and they say oh no we care but no you're just kind of exploiting the story or you know so but I mean that's 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 life there's always going to be that kind of you know show or and other shows that aren't you know and the thing is, there's something out there for everybody. But I just think that right now, it's just important that we do, especially women, encourage each other. Because we have been put against each other for so long, mm -hmm. and like only one of us can do it, or you know what I mean? Or there's only that two options, that you're your mom or you're nothing. Which and I you know, assume you don't agree with. I know. No, no. <laughs> Very much no. Yeah. But I still think that's a beautiful thing. If sure. a woman wants to grow up and just be a mom, that's great. You know, just because we want women in more power positions doesn't mean that it's wrong for you to still want to have those traditions and do those things. I think that's the point. You know, we can do whatever we want to do. And stop yes, telling girl, us yes. that we can't, yeah. and that's it. And it's uh, it's harder for some to realize that, but they're gonna have to because this has to we it has to change. I mean, we've been doing it their way, and look where that's brought us. You know, on the path of talking about acting, rejection is such a huge part of entertainment, but also for a lot of other people, especially young people who are trying to get into college. They don't have to be trying to make yeah, it it's in like TV. a life thing. <laughs> yeah, so. When it came to you starting and, and getting into acting, and I know now it's it's gone on the right path, but I still find even with women kind of supporting other women, a lot of it is still kind of survival of the fittest. So mm -hmm. do you find that when you're going into castings now, or have you really, um, I guess, proved yourself, which you have obviously, where you're like, you can you can pick and choose? Or do you think that as an actress, you never can? Like your role I mean, will it, then... de it depends on where you set the bar for yourself, you know, and what you, what you want out of life. And I think that parlays into other things, not just acting. I mean, you know, I still audition and put things on tape. And I, you know, I still, I think until you're like Meryl Streep, do you really get to sit back and be yeah. like, eh. yeah. <laughs> let's see, or just like throw, like have a dartboard of all this different things you could do and just yeah. throw a dart and see where it lands and then do it. I think the only person that could do that is Meryl Streep. But um, I think it's just, yeah, just being, being willing to, willingness to fail too, because that's, I mean, you can't just, uh, it, if you take your wins where you can get them, you know, because that's, it's always going to be a struggle and there's always going to be an extra bar or the extra, the other, the campaign that you want or the, it, like it turns into always something bigger that you want. So what I'm always trying to tell myself is just be happy with your wins and then go from there and settle down because also, you know, society wants us to more and more and more buy, 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 Why consume, that, consume, 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 money. Mm -hmm. That's just Probably my what opinion, I think. How do you deal with rejection? Because I assume... I, I know, cry. Sees you on these shows. <laughs> Same, but I mean, everyone sees any actress or anyone who's successful on shows and networks and everything, and they don't see the other side of it. And that's the most frustrating part to me about social media is people don't see the other, the reality behind it. Um, but I mean, is rejection still like a part of your career? And oh, how do you totally, deal with it? Oh, totally, totally. I think rejection is part of life, mm -hmm. no matter what what career you decide to choose or whatever you decide to do with your life. Um, yeah, I get it. I think <laughs> the way to get better at life is getting better at rejection. And, you know, I'm really lucky that I've 
I've always been a loner. I've never been like the popular person or have like a huge group of, of friends. I've always loved that idea. I watched Friends the show and wished <laughs> for that, but that was that wasn't my life, you know. Um, and the way I deal with rejection is fighting. Actually, it's like put it into physical things that you can control. So you take that hurt and that pain and you turn it into art or you turn it into a workout or you turn mm-hmm. it into something else and just shifting that energy and making it making it better for yourself. What but, was the first role that you got that was like kind of a moment where you were like, oh my God, I can actually do this? And how old were you? Um, it was actually, let's see. It's funny because even for like for Van Helsing, it wasn't, like, I auditioned for the a part, but the part was just supposed to be maybe two episodes. Like, it wasn't anything big, and then little by little, it turned into something. So it's kind of been like a slow cook. So sometimes it hits me, like, when I'm at in places like Comic-Con, and you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm kind of cool yeah. right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh my god! I and love then how you humble you walk are. into the wall. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, ah, still me. But um, you know, it's just, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever, if I've even really had that moment yet. I mean, I'm just really, really thankful that I'm get to do this and that I'm still working and being able to support me and my family and you know that that's that's it I I I, I'm really humbled by the fact that people want me to be a part of a project or or you know reach out on social media and and like what I'm about or or anything like that but I just uh I don't know I think I'm still processing Mm -hmm. You had a lot of other roles and, and parts, though, that you were in before this show. Yeah. So were they kind of smaller roles? Is this Yeah, they were like, okay. um, yeah, they were, because it just was the time, yeah. you know, you got, that's why I didn't have a famous mom or dad. Like, I couldn't just be like, hey, it doesn't work like movie. that for most people. <laughs> so when you first read the script, then, for the show that you're on now, mm-hmm. um, what was the process like when it came to casting, and were there, like... Uh, were you nervous? Like, do you get intimidated? Oh, I mean, what I is get that nervous process? every time because it it can be. I think a lot of that's the the um, misunderstanding that people have. As soon as you've you know you've been in the industry for how many years, the casting room isn't intimidating in some way, and it is. I mean, you're going in there and you're being vulnerable. You're putting your art out there for someone to either like or not like. But you got to start learning not to take that personal, which, depending on your mood, depending on, you know, a whole, if you're female, a whole bunch of other things, you know, it will affect you at, differently every time. And it still, it still does. Like, I still get the jitters. Like, when I sit down and have to do a read in the room, that's why I'm really happy about self-tapes. Yeah. <laughs> There's no one there. No, you don't have to talk <laughs> You don't have to worry yeah. about it. But, yeah, when you definitely go into the room, you're like... <laughs> and how do you, what do you say to yourself to kind of prepare yourself for the fact that it, I mean, nine times out of 10 in any industry, it just doesn't work out. So do you go in maybe sometimes like with lower expectations or? I just go as long as when they, you know, say rolling and you get into the scene, if you can see the scene, like if you can see the room that your character's in and you can hear 
you know, the, the reader's voice as that other character, and, and you have that moment where you're lost in that, and you've actually transported yourself, then I think you did your job. Whether or not you get the role, that's completely up to a whole bunch of other decisions, but as long as you feel that, then I think you're okay. Do you think that that's a good thing then to tell young people is that, you know, at the end of the day, it's out of your control whether you get that job or whether you get that role. But so many of us put so much pressure on ourselves to like, it's, it's on us. Like it's mm-hmm. on you if you get that role. But in reality, it's not. So when you were growing up, did you ever used to get so frustrated, like even more frustrated maybe oh, than you do now? Yeah. And I would take it personally and that it, like it would sometimes really destroy me. Like you would put your heart and soul into something and then you know, find out that wasn't it or, you know, and they went a different way or something. And even sometimes now, you know, you hear about a role or you've, you know, you've had X amount of callbacks and you're starting to think like, oh my God, this is it, this is mine. And then it goes another way, you know, you just have to be, but that's life, you know, Mm -hmm. things come and they go. And I, yeah. So I know you have, um, because I was reading over your bio before this, obviously, and I know that there's a lot of things that you like to do outside of acting. So can you tell us about some of those? Like, what do you do to de-stress? And how often do you even film? Um, It depends when we're, right now we're on hiatus, so we won't be starting season five. I'm not exactly sure when that's going to go and the details with that, but... Right now, I'm technically on hiatus, and I'm doing my tape auditions and all of that fun stuff. And um, but uh, um, hold on, one second. I'm trying to think here how long it, like it is. Horseback riding. Yes, yes, yes. I like to ride. My dad yeah. is a horseman, so um, that's kind of came with the Jun part of my name. <laughs> got to know how to ride a horse. And um, martial arts. I just got my blue belt in taekwondo. That's cool. And my goal is to get it um, by May of next year, get my black belt, and then go from there, and we'll see what happens. But that's been my, just, it it feels right. It feels like I should have gotten into it way earlier. And I did with my dad. Like, that was kind of our bonding thing. We didn't, like, play catch or anything and have many conversations, but we would go through patterns together, and that was, like, our bonding time. <laughs> I think it's interesting you mentioned that, I mean, you five seasons in, which most, I feel like a lot of shows nowadays don't even get through like one week and they fail, so <laughs> just kudos on that. Um, but, you know, a lot of people would be already successful and then on any hiatus from anything, be like, oh, I'm taking a break, but the fact that you said you're still like acting, you're still sending in tapes, I mean, that speaks w- like waves to... Well, you gotta, you gotta work. If you want something, you gotta work for it. So what would you ideally see yourself doing after this show? Like, was there one dream person you'd like to work with or actress Mm. or actor? I mean, the dream role is that, I mean, I would love to be, like, the next 007. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Catwoman or, you know, the female John Wick. Like, that's that's totally my lane. That's what I love um, working with. Uh, our stunt team on Van Helsing and the stunt team on on uh, Supergirl, and being able to use your physical, uh, the physical part of acting as well. So I love all of that. Yeah. I love love action stuff. Like that is just like gets me giddy. Whenever it has to be a stunt day at work, I'm just like I can't sleep. I'm so excited. Do they make you like eat certain foods or like work out a certain um, way? Well, that's the thing. I mean, that kind of goes with the character. I find, and a lot of the characters that I do play are warrior-type women, Mm -hmm. and 
So I'm like, all right, well, then I physically need to embody that. So I put myself through training and, and make sure that I eat well. It, like I said, it's like con- the things that I can control, you know, hone in on that so that the things that you can't control. And I mean, it's, it's day to day and there's like, you could see me tomorrow and I'll be like on the couch. <laughs> oh my God. Well, you're only human, but you're, you're, I mean, you're and also so, like, <laughs> so, you're, you're also so tall. So that like helps. I feel like you're one of those people that could just eat like everything. Oh anything. God. No, I No, wish. really? Oh hell It's the no. height. Hell I know, but no. you don't see a bunch of like drastically overweight. Oh like, no. People. Like it's, it's. Like, I don't understand, like, the some of the models on Instagram that are, like, taking pictures of them eating, I never like, get that. with pizza. Some of and them, I'm like, though, actually, though, are. It's the metabolism. Like, mm-hmm. I know, but I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. know. My modeling days, I never saw anybody that could scarf <laughs> that down and not pay for it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. know I, mean? I don't know. I don't know what happens. But that's so unrealistic. Stop doing it. Yeah. Stop posing with your food. Stop it. Stop it. It also gives girls a bad... 100%. It... It actually, it's, I strongly hate that because it's giving, I mean, it gave me the wrong idea and I suffered from an eating disorder and, you know, still have body dysmorphia. I don't, I can't even see how I look like mm-hmm. anymore because of that, because everyone is always telling you how you're supposed yeah. to look like and what this is and all it like, and it's all just crap. And then the other women that support that fantasy that like male fantasy of how we're supposed to be looking and how we're supposed to be dressing and all of that. I'm just like, I'm over it, over it. So when you were modeling, um, did you find, or, or do you think it's, it's worse now, kind of that perception of body image because of social media, or do you think it's the same? I think it's, I mean, it's, it, I'd like to think that it's changed, but I mean, our perception of what beauty is, is always it always kind of depends on mm-hmm. what the it girl is, sure. you know? And, like, it was, like, the heroine chic when it was, like, the Kate Moss era, mm-hmm. right? And then, and now it's, like, the Kardashian, so now you have, like, another extreme. Sure. And so it's it's always constantly changing, and it's going to keep doing that because that's the world and that's marketing and that's, you know, the money machine, but I think it's just being honest with your girlfriends, being honest with strangers like girls that you just meet of what you're really going through and what's really in your head because whenever anyone meets you they're meeting a, either a version of themselves or an idea and it's never really it's mm-hmm. people just have to be honest like just stop yeah just stop with the filtered crap you know what I mean of course I mean I love a good filter yeah don't we all yeah yeah but a lot of people don't aren't able to, to turn it off because in a sense it's so now kids like I feel like are born with iPhones. It's like ingrained yeah. in their minds yeah. and, and other people too, because it's, you know, it's not like Kim Kardashian like hides behind a black wall a day. Her, you know, body is everywhere. And yeah. that is a huge standard. You're right. And now I'm all like, Oh my God, I need a skim I or know. whatever the, the shape where she's, she's pushing now. I'm like, Oh my God, I need this now because this will make me beautiful. And uh, it's just, it's exhausting. But I'm you just are so tired. much better of a role model, in my opinion, than somebody like <laughs> Kim Kardashian. But also, when we, you know, if we go back to the beginning of the episode, she is somebody who came from so much money and connection. So I'm always frustrated when people are like, oh, she's my mom. The other, Self-made? My mom. The other, I was so confused. My mom's an immigrant. She's so, like, she's a nurse. Like, she's still in Eastern Connecticut. And she was like, 
she's so impressive. And I was like, you, your kid, like I looked at, I was like, Are, what magazine? Like, you, she's like nine, my mom's like 70. I'm like, she's like a little old woman from England. Like, what are you reading? Are they like twisting your mind to make you think that Kim Kardashian is actually? I mean, man, they hustle. They, they, it's crazy. The sure. longevity and like the influence that they've had on yeah. our society. Like we are so much of what we do and, and, um, think is beautiful is based on on that show yeah it's, it's crazy I mean they even study them in, in Ivy League yeah <laughs> colleges it's it I mean the psychology of it all is still but at the end of the day they had you know those connections and that's that's what really can sometimes make or break you is that kind of connection so you are a very success, successful actress but I mean obviously you have a personal life behind when you're acting too and a lot of times in the media people see so many celebrity couples and they always break up and then they get back together and it's like nobody ever knows what happens. You can post a pretty picture and you, you look happy and then everyone's miserable behind the scenes. So I know you're married. I am. How, how do you balance your personal life and having a career like this? Well, um, it helps that he's, I think it helps that he's actually in the industry because he understands he works with a lot of actors. He's a director, he, right? Yeah. yeah. And so he understands like the moods because you have, we have, I mean, everyone, a lot of emotions, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, and he gets that, but he's just a lovely person. I've never met anyone like him. I, I've, like I, I mentioned earlier, like I was a loner. I didn't really, um, have like a huge amounts of friends and stuff like that. I was always pretty much like running around with animals, but, um, he's just a lovely person and he's, like, he's in the industry, but he's not about it, like, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that's been really important in our relationship, is that, like, we based it, like, you know, I'm an actor, that's my job, he's a director, that's his job, but that's not our only lane, Yeah, you know what I mean? And... I don't know. I just, I really like them. <laughs> People get so consumed as well by, I think, the industry you're trying to break into it. So how mm-hmm. do you advise somebody who might be listening and is like desperate to be famous or an actress or a model or whatever? Um, and what's your piece of advice for them when it comes to like breaking into Hollywood? I think you have to listen to that little voice that's inside of you. And I mean, they're always going to say, hey, you know, um, like, Modeling, for an example, well, there's someone else that's that'll you know do the 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 nude show or the nude photograph or or something like that. Um, and if there's ever something inside of you that goes, mm, don't do it. Just don't do it and do what you feel will make you happy. And if people are telling you no and that's still what you want then go make it, go write it, get out a camera, film something, you're like film whatever it is, your story, write your story, and just keep not listening to everyone that tells you no. You've mentioned a few times the word loner throughout this episode, and yeah. I talk a lot about um, you know, being bullied and um, growing up and, and feeling so insecure and not having a lot of friends, and now I look back and I'm like, I wish I had known how cool it was to like not have that many <laughs> friends. It's so much better. But did you ever get bullied when you were younger or deal with any anxiety oh, or depression? Yeah. Oh, totally. And it's funny, like I remember this one kid in um, in elementary school started calling me Pocahontas, and it, it caught up, but it wasn't 
a positive thing. Like they were like, you're, that's weird and that's different and that's, and I remember it got so bad that I moved to another school and then um, a girl there was like, oh, you look like Pocahontas and I started crying and she's like, why are you crying? Yeah. She's the princess of the forest and I was like, what? <laughs> and then, you know, it just, if someone, if any group of people is making you feel like you're less than, just remove yourself because the world is big and it's beautiful. I know it's small, but it's it's also big and there's so many different types of people out there. You just got to also be okay with being alone and march to your, the own beat of your, or beat of the drum, your own drum. Is that the right direction? <laughs> Looking back then. F that up. <laughs> is there one thing you would have told yourself, like when you were going through that time or kind of that vulnerable time that a lot of young people go through where they're so alone and like so confused? Oh, I would just say just keep going because it gets a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. That's it. Just don't give up. Just don't, don't, don't do it. Just keep going. Where where do you want to see yourself in like ten years from now? I always hate and like love this question. Oh, in ten years from now, I hope I have created a body of work that brings joy and all the emotions to people that they can look back at and I just hope that in ten years I would have reached someone like the other stories in the movies that I watched reached me. And I hope that that, like, karmatic, is that even Maybe. a word? We'll it is a karmatic <laughs> cycle Yeah, happens. And I hope that whatever happens, we have a world that still has trees and <laughs> an ocean and <laughs> clean water. And um, I just hope that I'm still with the man of my dreams and... <laughs> Um, God, I don't know. I, I hope in 10 years that uh, I'm just happy and the people around me are safe. Good answer. That's all. <laughs> Sorry. That, uh, no, that was like a deep, good answer. Was it? Yes. And maybe that I'm Catwoman. So we're like, our, I guess Pocahontas maybe, but maybe no. Maybe no, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer, where can everyone find you on social media and also watch you on TV? Um, well, if you're into some vampires, you can um, see me on Van Helsing. Uh, it premieres September 27th on Sci-Fi and Netflix. And then... Uh, as Midnight on Supergirl, and um, I'm on the gram at, at J.C. Garcia Warren, and I hope you like the photos of my dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you are a dream. Well, thank you so much for stopping thank by. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Oh, likewise, With the, like, man. two days you're in California. Um, and awesome, killing it. 95 episodes? You're I doing like, it, I think you're like the 94th, maybe 95. Yeah, like 93 or 94, I know. That's awesome. That's Good for you. Um, well, make sure you guys follow her on social media. You are one of those like true kind of OG people who <laughs> is like actually deserving of success. Definitely not that OG. people are not, but a lot of times. <laughs> well, no, I mean like, you know, I would put you, you in the heard category, it here, Hollywood. category of like a Meryl Streep versus, you know, an, a YouTuber. <laughs> or, uh, uh, but you're not a like viral, you know, person like who's made it on like 
posting one video and like getting really famous <laughs> overnight, which is not. But no shame, no judgment. No, but that's, that's not the but that's, I mean, regular path that people want to follow. To each their own. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, make sure you guys follow her on social media as well as check out the bio below. I'll link where you can also follow her as well as watch her on TV if you're not tuning in on the premiere of the season, which is on September 27th. Uh, make sure to follow This Is Life Unfiltered on social media at, at T-I-L-U podcast, as well as my personal social media, which is at Alexa underscore Curtis. And I will see you guys next week for a new episode of This Is Life Unfiltered. Mm-hmm.